You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome, and thank you for tapping into some untapped keg. I'm one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my good friend, Monte Ball. How you doing, big guy? Nailed it this week. Better. Better. Yeah, you did, by the way. Better. Last week, yeah, as I stated, last week was kind of a, you know, it was autopilot mode, um, you know, kind of just going through the motions with everything uh, outside of the podcast, of course. Um, but. Uh, Feeling all right. Feeling all right. I'm excited for the NFL draft coming up, but uh, how are you doing? Pretty good. Got a case of the Friday-itis. So uh, in case anybody is watching this and is like, wait, they aren't live right now. Uh, I am going on vacation tomorrow morning and flying out at 7 a.m. And then I'll be back on Sunday afternoon. So we recorded the show early. Still trying to figure this out as we go. This is kind of our first yeah. time having this where I haven't been here before, but that was gone away on emergency. Like this time was planned and right. we had time to talk about it and stuff. So we figured we'd record an episode. Uh, this is actually being recorded on Tuesday. So a couple <laughs> days after our normal episode. Right. Uh, you'll be seeing it for the first time on either Sunday or whenever you watch it. And we appreciate it. Appreciate you. But um, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I was gonna say, did talk not a little more think that I was going to be excited to go on vacation uh, with it being COVID, but I'm vaccinated. Uh, my partner's vaccinated. So we're going to do it. We're going to do the thing. Yeah. But uh, I would be lying. I'm excited, but I'm also nervous because I don't know how packed the flights are going to be. I don't know how where we're going is going to be right. as far right. as people respecting distances and um, respecting what's going on out there right now. I mean, it's still there. It's still serious. Uh, my yeah, kids sure. are not vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. So, Right. Especially, again, I don't want to get too political, but sorry to cut you off, but of, of the good old Tucker Carlson. Carlson, uh, I think it's his last name. don't really care. But um, his remarks were kind of alarming. Say the least. Uh, to say the least. And I'm just going to leave it at that again. I don't want to turn on Ted Keg into a. I'm okay with know, it. I'm okay with cool getting world. into. <laughs> um, I don't. I think one of the things that we have been really good with is not shying away from any conversation, but also saying like one side is right and the other side is wrong. It's not yeah. what we're saying. But what we are saying is when it comes to uh, issues of conscience, when it comes to. Mm-hmm respecting other people uh that's where there is a right and wrong that's when it is black and white when it comes to science science is real indeed it is and uh yeah his his remarks so for those who may not know what we're talking about he stated pretty much he said no it's actually pretty much it's verbatim to harass people who wear their masks or put their masks on their kids and if they wear their masks outside as well and here's the thing. This has actually not a lot to do. Like my take on it is people wear masks for other reasons. Um, some people wear masks if they're dealing with other ailments that they've been dealing with far longer than we've been dealing with COVID. Um, way before COVID even came about, people wear masks for certain reasons. And also people wear masks for, you know, uh, the main reason being that's none of our business. <laughs> none of our business as to why they wear masks. So. That is just not something that you say when you're when you have that platform. Uh, you don't encourage violence like that. You literally encourage for people to harass people for just wearing a mask and putting a mask on their kids. I don't care what someone does. <laughs> Obviously, if it's no 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 abuse, which he tried to compare it to abuse, by the way. Or anything along those lines, because it's none of my business. It's none of my business. And again, I don't want to get too long winded on that. But uh, when you're when you're somebody of that stature, when you're somebody who has that platform, that voice, that reach, you don't you don't speak recklessly like that. You you just can't. 
You can't. You have too much influence, and that's just the scary part about it. Well, along those <clears> lines, <throat> did you see what Joe Rogan said today? Uh, I see people. I see literally five minutes ago, I saw somebody <laughs> tweeting about it. Someone literally said, don't listen to Joe Rogan. And I was like, wait, what did Joe Rogan say now? Um, I, it's getting to the, it, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because it's not even a political debate here. We're not talking politics. We're talking science. We're just talking. Just, it's, it's not about being a sheep. It's not about this and that. It's just, uh, it's just being compliant. And I feel like many people have an issue well, with that. It's just, <clears throat> it's not just about being compliant, but it's about being care for your neighbors, right? It's about being a good community member. It's about the greater good that all these people are so quick to throw World War II into it. And when the country came together for the greater good to fight evil, you can't even stop a virus. (laughs) You can't come together for a virus that has killed 500,000 people in our country, 5 million people worldwide. Um. Yeah, we've harped on this long enough, but I think it's 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 worth retouching because we haven't talked about it in forever. But that's true. That's actually true. It's actually been it's been about it's been a minute. It's been since December, maybe since fifteen episodes. Yeah, let's get into it then. I think, yeah, I think you make a really good point. It's just about being selfless. It's not about it's not fully just about yourself. Um, because even if you do have the vaccination, you can still you can still get the virus and also you can still be asymptomatic to it. So you can still, you know, pass it along to somebody who may not have that strong of a, of immune system as you do. Um, and so I, I say it in that exact way, because if you are out there being reckless and you're fine and, and if you're of my age, maybe even your age too, RJ, or most likely you're going to be fine if you don't have any underlying issues. Again, it's all about who you may pass that off to your grandparents, your, uncles your aunts your parents um or your nephews or your nieces who are under the age of of three or four it's um it's just about being selfless and again and you know it's your choice right whether you want to get sick or not and whether you want to pass take the chance of catching the virus sure but when you decide that you're not going to wear the mask you're not giving other people a choice you are saying that this is what I'm doing to you, and I don't care what you have going on in your life. Yeah, that's, I don't that's, care that's, about your well-being. That's it. Because that's the mask it. isn't going to protect the other person. The mask is protecting, or the mask isn't going to protect yourself from the other person. The mask right. is protecting the other people from you. Um, I don't understand how that. People have problems wrapping their minds around that, especially good Christian folk. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, man, it's again, it's, it's the banter back and forth, which is the unfortunate part because the more and more you think about it, the more, I guess the further out we get from the initial shock of COVID, you know, you really start to think more on it. And it's like, wow, I cannot believe. And again, we're still not even out of the pandemic, but you start to think like, man, I cannot believe that that was, that was swung in the direction of being a political debate. Like, how did it get to that point? How how was this? How was this politics? Which I'm not understanding how, but uh, but again, it's just an unfortunate situation, and the many lives that we have lost, I'm 110 percent sure that we could have been avoided. We were just a little bit more responsible as a whole in this country. But then again, this goes back to the good old why we hate group projects in class <laughs> many people just can't agree and can't get along right yeah <laughs> um, i mean you ain't wrong and so it's uh just unfortunate man but so you are leaving um glad that we're doing this now but we do have the nfl draft coming up but before we get into all that again this is our this is the episode how you feeling man how you doing how you doing mentally how you how are you feeling after our last latest episode? Yeah, so this is just two days since our episode 59. This is episode 60, by the way. Oh, and it is. Wow. We made it 60. Episodes. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. That's a lot. 
And it, that doesn't right. include the ones that we didn't number, um, which was like five or six in there. So, uh, and it doesn't include the sports shows we've done. <clears throat> so yeah, we've been, we've been on this a lot, but, um, you know, if you didn't catch it, highly recommend going to catch that last episode. Uh, we had a amazing guest, Amelie of was- the Sea from Twitch, twitch.tv slash Amelie of the Sea. And just the knowledge that she brought. And it wasn't just knowledge, but it was personal experience. Yeah. Um, it was the way that she's able to take metaphors and make them, and then like theory, which is, this mm-hmm. is, to me, this is the, the sign of someone who has a lot of intelligence. You can take theory and you can relate it to real world. You can take right. something from a textbook and you can put your mind in it to be able to put it in the real world. You're not just regurgitating something you read in a textbook. Absolutely. Like, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's what they teach you in school, right? You just gotta, you gotta memorize what's going on and then you just, you don't have to remember it anymore. Usually yeah. it's things that you love that you're able to do that with. Um, I agree. My goodness. Was she, she was awesome. She's fantastic. Um, uh, she had her PhD in mathematics and then went yeah. back to school for her master's in Wait, uh, is that what psychology. she said? She said PhD? Yeah. She was a know. former college professor of mathematics. I remember, okay, it's coming to me now. I remember her saying that she was a professor for mathematics. I get PhD. Wow. And if we you, if you <laughs> watch her streams too, like I highly recommend checking them out because she's very it's a very chill stream that she runs like it's a lot of it's fun just sitting there and interacting but like she's a builder like she does this game called satisfactory which is uh basically like minecraft and uh i think it was like theme park or something like roller coaster tycoon or something like that Uh uh, combined or like uh, maybe like a sim game but anyway you can build so much and the physics is uh, it's actually fairly close. I don't know. It seems like it's fairly close to the real world, but the way she builds and she describes what she's building and why it's like, uh, I really love her streams. And she yeah. brought that same energy here, but she had the passion behind it too that she has from her streams. And like, she blew our minds. There were multiple times we were speechless listening to her because <laughs> it makes too much sense. Right. Uh, I think you made a really good point too. It's that, being able to, yeah, make theories, make these concepts relatable uh, to real life, I think is a good sign, a pretty great sign of love intelligence. She's able to sort of speak the same language as everybody is what it seems like. And that's just a, just an attest to her, or I'll attest to just her intelligence when we were speaking to her. She's very calm-like. Um, it was It was very pleasant and refreshing as I, kept saying last week, but we do recommend you guys go check that out. She did a wonderful job of, I guess in a nutshell, man, just teaching us some things. Oh yeah. Teaching us, uh, teaching us that some of the themes and topics that we get on is correct, but then giving us the words to be able to describe what we talk about. Like that's, and then here's a nugget. Here's, here's, here's my favorite quote from last week that we are going to get put on a shirt, some merchandise, all right. I know exactly which one. Yep. Rock bottom. That's a heck of a foundation to build upon. She would say that too, since she loves building stuff. Right. She, that's, that's kind of what I thought, but then it was just like, it's true. And it's so such a fact. Um, there's a lot of wisdom you know, behind it. Like a lot of wisdom. There is people say, you know, once you hit rock bottom, you know, it's cliche. It's, it's, you know, the only way to go is up. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you have a greater opportunity, a greater chance of improving your life from rock bottom as opposed to making it worse. Uh, when we speak about rock bottom, it's 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 the bottom of the bottom. It's it's you're not in a good place whatsoever. So yeah, rock bottom is a great place to start building that foundation for to, to, to have a solid foundation. So it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It was everybody wonderful- has their own rock bottom, right? It's not the same for everybody. 
Nobody's is worse. Nobody's is better. But it, it's just it's your rock bottom. It's what made you come to the realization that a change is needed. Yeah. And that change is that substance is not going to have control of you anymore. It's not going to have. You're not going to be dependent on it anymore. And kudos to you. Kudos to everybody who out there who during this year, what we just talked about. So much stress, like you're doing it, you're doing it, whether you're a day, you're a week, a month, a year, whatever. Right. That's it's fantastic. It's awesome. Well, I get on Twitter and I let people know, hey, we we appreciate you. We appreciate your story. You need to be proud of yourself. We're proud of you. Because this is not easy. Not sure. There's easy days. There's a lot of hard days. You know, some data that I that I came across. Great points, by the way. Some data, uh, you know, from the Department of Health Services. Uh, Data, I looked at it again, and I think I already touched on this, but I kind of wanted to bring it up again because we're still in the month of April, which is uh, Alcohol Awareness Month. Um, and I'll also shout out to it being, um, what is it, Sexual Assault um, Awareness Month as well, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Um, so we, we will, uh, you know, obviously uh, our condolences, are our, our, our hearts go out to all victims of that, absolutely. Um, but. The data from the DHS states, yeah, man, the alcohol sales from last year are through the roof. Through the roof. Even up to this point, too, I think the, the, uh, I think the data is still going, still collecting um, from last year because we're only about four months in right now, on going on five. And so they said it's about a 30 to 40% increase in sales from local merchants, um, grocery stores. When it comes to alcohol sales, I believe that. Think about uh, all that money those local businesses have now, though. True. Absolutely. However, <laughs> however, oh, 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 that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, not good. It, absolutely, and and that's the thing is, I thought more into it, and I think I shared this before, where it's uh, you know these at one point. Liquor stores were the only things that were that were open. I think it was only for about two, three weeks, but still. Here's here's uh, my question. <laughs> How can Wisconsin drink anymore? That's the alarming question. The alarming fact, in a sense. I didn't know that there was room for more. I mean, uh, we had seven of the ten drunkest cities in America. Still. Seven still. of the top ten. Seven <laughs> are Wisconsin. And that's why we started on tap keg. Uh, again, we, we, we say that, but we also think then that's gives us more of an opportunity to help more people mm-hmm. here. It's drunkest. This is the capital of drunkness in, <laughs> in, Western in the Western culture. It's in everything. <laughs> you start talking about it in first, second grade. And I'm not even joking. I'm Jeez. not joking. Yeah. See, I didn't grow up here, so I, I, I'm not familiar with that. That those conversations come about. At that young of an age, and then again, I mean, a good segue. Just talking about how young our youth are now when it, when they when they start experimenting with alcohol, it's wild, man. You know, I'm talking, I'm talking eight, I'm talking seven, eight, nine years old. What were you doing at seven and eight, nine? I didn't even know that I existed. Sneaking I don't even think I was a dad's beer. I don't even think I was conscious yet of of like uh, of like I'm 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 a being. <laughs> At age seven, I mean, I was so oblivious. You were were sneaking sips of the no-no juice. You weren't doing that? Why? No. I did not have my first sip. What did you do as a kid? I didn't have my first sip of alcohol until I was 14, and it was a sip of a wine cooler. (laughs) I remember. Technically, like, nothing. I have a memory of uh, my dad giving me a sip of beer. Yeah, I have a memory of uh, of my friends getting sips of beer from their parents, and it's legal in Wisconsin if you're with your parent to drink under the age of twenty one. We should speak on that. We should speak on that, parents, because another statistic, another the other side of data that we receive is that I think it was about sixty percent 
60 to 65 percent of and, and please forgive me if I'm off, but it's an, it's a high number, high percentage. Of. You know, teenagers who state that they, you know, have been experimenting with drugs, I think it's about 60 to 65 percent of them have stated that they tried it first with their parents. Hmm. Because these parents believe that if they allow for their child to use in their presence, then they can kind of put a bottle cap on it. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's not what it is. That's not. That's it's actually the opposite happens. They want to control their first experience. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when my parents thought that yep. they were controlling my first experience with alcohol and I outdrank six of my dad's coworkers. Exactly. Because <laughs> think about it, when you're a kid, when you're a teenager, even probably younger than that, when you first get your sip of beer with your parent. And again, I'm, we're not, I'm not bashing, I'm not bashing any parents out there. There's no, there's no manual Mm-mm. for, for how to be a parent. That's what everybody honest. does. That's what everybody does here. <laughs> yeah. Let's be, let's, let's be real. But it's, um, it's just not a good idea because essentially what you're saying is that it's okay to illegally use this substance. So then this mm-hmm. kid around their friends, you know, they don't think anything bad. They don't think that this drug has any sort of negative impact on their mental health, their young mind, their young developing mind, et cetera. So it's, it's not a good idea. It's not. But again, I understand there's no manual and there's no booklet out there of how to be a parent. <laughs> it's just, I, uh, when I was 12, we had a sleepover. Yeah. And I remember one of my buddies snuck some uh, whiskey in a Coke bottle. And whiskey in a, okay. We were, uh, you know, taking sips out of it. I remember the first time he's like, doesn't that make you feel like an adult? Doesn't that make you feel like a <laughs> badass? And I'm like, no, it just tastes like crap. Beers? He said, oh, you said whiskey. No, it's whiskey. Okay. What so, kind of whiskey? Kessler. It's Wisconsin. Mm, it's true. True. Yeah, it was Kessler. It was for sure Kessler. And, um, true. yeah, that was the, that. I mean, I didn't really start drinking, though. Like, we snuck a Mike's Hard Lemonade every once in a while. Like, whatever. That's, that's straight gut rot right there. Um, Till till uh, my senior year in high school, the first time I ever got drunk, it was for sure the first time I ever got drunk. Your senior home, year, yeah, after homecoming, I was scared. I, I, I was scared to no. I was scared to get drunk because uh, I didn't want to miss sports. I didn't want to get an underage and have to miss a sport. Right. So because of that, uh, I made it very few and far between. I think May. I think maybe twice my senior year of high school. That was the only time like in high school that I had ever gotten drunk. Ain't it crazy? But I tell you what, after I graduated every single graduation party, it went down. So funny how that happens. Um, Not, not funny in the sense of we're obviously not here promoting underage drinking, but uh, it's It's not sharing, sharing our experiences. Yeah. It's that, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm telling you, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> and I'm telling you my background, like what I grew up in. I, like, I can count my hand how many times I got drunk in high school. Um, and I think I'm. I think it's only about nine, ten times, maybe eleven. But yeah, once I became a badger. Oh, good lord, Wisconsin! It's a different type of drunk. Oh, 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 oh. it's it's when it was a cultural shock when you get here and in. Just like you, just your your scenario right there, the 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 story that you just explained, right? You get it from your parents, and then you try it, and then obviously you start drinking with your friend, and your friend thinks, you know, don't you feel cool? Don't you feel, you know, manly or tough or whatever this person said? Mm -hmm. And when you come to Wisconsin, at least my experience, when you see how it's advertised, see parents inviting their kids with them into bars and stuff like that. And you see everybody drinking and have a good time. It's almost as if like, if you had that, those thoughts of maybe I should, you know, stop drinking. Cause it's not the best. All that went out the window. When I saw this, I'm like, yo, look at all these successful people. But not here. even that though. Like you, drunken, you get made fun of, you get like something's right. wrong with you. You're stopping drinking. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, it's not a good culture. Like, like I said, but, yeah. so when I, the first time, and I was talked into it by some friends. I asked my 
parents to buy me. And at this point, my dad's sober for 15 years. Thank you. And um, not quite 15, like 12, 10, a little bit more than 10. Anyway, um, so I, I asked him for a drink and he's like, oh, yeah, what do you want? A Mountain Dew? And I'm like, no, I want a drink. I want, well, I can't remember what I got, whiskey sour or some, something dumb like that. Probably, it was probably like schnapps and like orange juice. I don't know. Anyway, he's like, oh, you want a drink drink? So he's thinking in his head, you know what? I'm going to get him so drunk and he's going to feel so hungover tomorrow. He's never going to drink again. He's like, all right, you just tell me what you want and I'll keep buying. I close that bar down. All my dad's coworkers are under the table and I'm just like, and they're buying me shots left and right. And I'm just like, let's go. Come on. Hey, let's go to another one. Let's go. And next morning. My dad and I are working at the same place at this time because I'm summer help. I show up. I didn't didn't even have my sunglasses on. I'm just walking around like normal, like, hey guys, how's it going? You guys have a good night last night? I thought it was pretty fun. Like, yeah. And my dad's and like, How you know. much have you drank before this? And that's when you know. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe five times. He's like, You're lying to me. And I'm like, No, I seriously think it's only, you know, maybe six. I don't know. Like now, how old are you? I'm 18 at this point. Uh, okay, I'll I'll chalk it up as well as. Good gosh, our bodies used to rejuvenate so quickly. I mean, I'm gonna chalk it up to being a Zimmerman. <laughs> that too, <laughs> and a, a drunk for sh- well, you as as oh, as a it runs in the family, <laughs> sir. It runs in the family. But I always think about that too, man. I think my my last time really going after it, um, I was. Obviously, no no time recently, but I was I was thinking back on remember the times when I was eighteen, nineteen, or twenty. We'd get drunk. I'd get drunk, hammered. Mm-hmm. Wake up in the morning about seven a.m. Run two miles. Like it's nothing. <laughs> like it's nothing. Come back, shower, and get. It would be like a Saturday, so it'd be Friday night. I'd go out. It'd be during the summer, so we had no games, of course. Get drunk Friday night. Wake up Saturday morning, run two miles, get back to my apartment, shower, and be ready to start day drinking at like eleven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so bad, so bad, so no, bad. I mean, the last time I drank, it was my first two day hangover, and it was my last. This is not, I'm not doing this anymore. And mm-hmm. I knew at that point, like I was having, I was having issues because every single time I drank, I ended up blacking out every time without fail. Yeah, and. That means, yeah, you had no, no, you drink till okay. last year. There's yeah. no, there's no, uh, hey, you think we should stop. <laughs> Your brain did not have that, did not have that switch in the same year. And that's something that I've talked to my dad about since, but I mean, it wasn't right away that we talked about, you know, he's like, were you drinking every day? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, were you? He goes, no. He's like, would you just like drink it all? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's how I was too. Mm. You know, you get, you can have one and maybe you can stop. You can have two around the right people. Maybe you can stop. Yeah. But you have any more than that. It's all going to be gone. So true. So true. And it, I, I'm glad you mentioned that too, about the people you're around. Cause yeah, it, that has, that plays into it heavily. Yeah. Um, I surround myself around some, um, toxic people. Uh, Enablers. I was, I was living, living in Colorado and, uh, and I was one of them, you know, you, you are who you hang around. So I, I enjoyed it, but yeah, I couldn't do the one beer, two beers or three beers because the people I was around. And again, I take ownership of course of, of inviting them into my life and, and wanting them in my life. But, uh, you know, I always wanted to do more. I wanted to drink more. I wanted to party more because, because of the environment stuff. And it was just a slippery slope, slippery slope. Of course, it's, uh, it's all smoke and mirrors is, is essentially what we're saying. <laughs> it's all. Yeah. It's all smoke and mirrors, you guys. Uh, if if we got some kids out there, you know, maybe listening, kids as in teenagers. Honestly. You might have laughed at my stories, but I could tell you the people who were around me weren't laughing. Like some of them were, but other ones were like, "What right. an a hole!" Like I kind of like him usually, but you know, he's a real big d bag. Like this, I don't want to be around this guy. Or you know, he's a wow, what a really nice guy, but it's kind of a creep after a few drinks get in him right like see that's like one of the worst parts yeah man 
that's one of the worst parts because you, you can only apologize so many times until then you start questioning like, okay, what do they now think about me? Like, are they now thinking like, this is who this person really is. And then you start questioning about yourself. Are you actually this person? Is that right. who you are? Right. And it's not, it doesn't go away overnight after you go sober. I've been sober no. for seven years and I still no. question like if that's really who I am, even though I haven't been that way for seven years. Yeah, I mean, I mean, seven years, a lot can change <laughs> a lot. You know, that's what I always tell people is, look, are you the same person that you were three years ago, four years ago, five years ago? Geez, that's a lot of time to, to to be a different person, especially through your 20s, too. Again, obviously, we're both in our 30s, but I remember 20s, when you were scared of 30. <laughs> right. I love it, man. I love it. But when you're 20s, you, so much is changing about you. 20 to 30 range it's it's uh you may be getting into a career most likely you're not learning everything i mean (laughs) let's be honest you're always learning but you have no context for anything that's about to happen so like every everything is still the first time kind of like when you're teenagers and your emotions start to get right get the best up right and it's your first time experiencing so there's no way anybody's ever experienced an emotion this intense right um, mm. everybody's felt that feeling. Um, this twenties is kind of the same thing. Like every situation that happens is new. So yeah. trying to learn. And then if you're drunk and you're blacked out drunk for a lot of that, you ain't going to, you ain't learning a lot. Like right. you're not taking lessons. You're not taking, and if you are, you're not taking the right ones. Yeah. True. True. I mean, it's, um, you know, the crazy part about it, man, the more and more we talk about this stuff. And again, we kind of, uh, you know, the point of us reminiscing and sharing our lived experiences for that exact reason to share our lived experience. Um, I believe that people can, you know, the more and more we share, the more that we, you know, we're hoping that more people feel more comfortable sharing because if you're capable of reopening some wounds in your past and putting words to them, putting feelings to them now then you can you know you help yourself kind of um you know move on past it move from it thanks to amelie of the sea i think yeah she that's something. that's why i smiled because thank you <laughs> yep. amelie we appreciate yeah, it it's, it's so true you if you're capable of of revisiting those and and and, and speaking on them then that allows for you to heal and so with uh, with our stories yeah the more and more i think about it now it's like how many people around us acted the exact same way? Probably even worse at times. I don't know where we are today. And again, I'm not saying that in a, in, a, in a way as if we're up on our high horse, but I think us along with others who are in our circle, who are on our journey, who tune into our podcast, got to give ourselves some credit of now being at a place of understanding how toxic our behaviors were mm-hmm. and uh, being able to address them now at such a young age still. I mean, you and I both can still live for longer than we've already lived. So that's, that's right. I'm going to say that again. We can live, we still have longer to live than we have already lived. So it's a blessing to be able to uh, be at a place now to really be like, okay, Got that on my system. I'm still alive. Still have all my limbs intact. I haven't killed anybody. So, you know, hopefully I uh, can just learn this as a, you know, take this as a lesson and learn from it and move on. And so just kind of wanted to share that. It's a good point. It's deep. Um, it's true. I mean, you know, how you were yesterday doesn't define who you're going to be tomorrow. So true. And what defines you so true. tomorrow, what you're doing today. These are weird, man. Life is so weird. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> it's weird, man. And I hate to, and again, it's, I, I hate saying hate, but it's, I always make sure to share too. Like, you know, you hear these cliches all the time. Um, they are seriously just so applicable to the, the recovery world. I mean, because anything. Like I, I see mental health right. professionals out there on Twitter uh, there. 
on Twitter talking. Yeah. And it's like, that is like exactly what we talk about in recovery, actually. Like that's what, that's what we talk about in sobriety in our sobriety journeys. And, um, yeah, you know, that's, that's something that, I mean, it it is, you can take these lessons and apply them to life. It just so happens that we are learning them because of a substance that we depended on for some reason, for escape, for uh, numbness, for, you know, whatever, whatever it was, whether we thought the person in the bottom of that bottle was better than the people we are now. Yeah. Which isn't true, but that's what we thought, right? I think that's what some of us thought. That, Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's just life. You can take life lessons from them for sure. Of course, of course. Yeah, and this this is uh, one of our episodes where we kind of are just reminiscing, but also, um, you know, just sharing from the heart. You know, whatever hits us, we're gonna we're gonna, you know, we're gonna share. Um, and I think that's I think that's true, man. It's uh, these cliches are applicable, um, and we are receiving messages. So we first off, thank you so much to those who are shooting us messages. Um, ask us questions and stuff mm-hmm. um but, but again these these questions that we are receiving which there is no such thing as a poor question bad question but these questions that we are receiving are more personal um to them so we have been addressing these via the platform that we're receiving them on um but uh we are grateful we are grateful and i guess the overall message that we would like to share with people is to you know give yourself a pat on the back for taking that first step of reaching out that's that's huge um and that's huge they, because you are, you have now gotten to that point to where you now understand that you need to do some changing. You need to do some healing. You need to do whatever it is. You know that your current state of mind can't and is not, it's not helpful to where you're trying to get in your life. So it's a huge step. It's the toughest yeah. step too, right? And it doesn't mean there's not going to be challenges and it's not going to be tough or hard mm-hmm. in the future. That first step is the hardest. It's the hardest one to take. Yeah, it's it really is, especially nowadays too. Not only because of COVID, but man, the social media boom. I think what came along right with it, or actually, I think it's actually fostered and and just been just growing inside of the social media realm is this this you know where I'm going. This toxicity. This everybody just wants to be right. Everybody wants to, you either want to be right or scream and shout at the other person on social media or you know, we're seeing a lot of cyberbullying in many, many different fashions. It's not the same cyberbullying where it's a, you know, kill yourself what have you. You're seeing you're seeing a lot more that's you know, it's just not helpful to young minds and etc. So it's tougher nowadays to open up. It is because but when you do, there's that community on the other side of it that's there to pick you up. You just have to. Unfortunately, you have to know where to look sometimes, right? Like, we were on, I want to say, what, 10, 11 months before we had Nikki, Sober Lady, on. Um, yeah. And then she's the one who kind of introduced us to the yeah. Twitter group. Uh, recovery posse and like that group is amazing but if you don't know about it and it's hashtag recovery posse if you don't know about it you wouldn't find it like you know i was trying to google around and look for look for other outlets and stuff to kind of like you know where can we get guests where can we kind of expand and put our our show on just so that more people can hear it or people who would understand it and give us ideas for where we need to improve on or different things we can do. And I just happened to see her tweet one day and I tweeted Mm. back at her and I was so taken aback by how positive she was. I asked her to be on the show and then I started following her and it was like this, this entire group was there this entire time on Twitter. I had no idea. And it was, it's just like the most positive heartwarming community. Yeah. Yeah, And it's a lot of people who are vulnerable. 
So true. But it's not, if you're not, if you don't find that community, it is tough. It is very yeah. tough. And in, in the virtual world right now where everything's going virtual and I don't, you know, there's a lot of systems that have been put into place. I mean, that being, you know, telehealth obviously has always been around, but I think it's gotten stronger now since, since last it's year too. Right. And uh, it's just a little, it's a lot tougher. It's a lot tougher trying to connect with people via telehealth, trying to connect with your therapist or, or what have you. It's, it's not a, the same as being in person. So yeah, I will say Twitter, Twitter is a good place. It seems like Twitter has been doing a great job. When I say Twitter, I say, I'm really saying those who are, are, are like-minded like us who want to just spread positivity. I feel like mm-hmm. more and more of them are coming out. Maybe it's the algorithm, maybe because that's all I want to see. Right. <laughs> I, I think that's it's a little bit of both. I think it's a right. little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, based on what I click on and what I like, it seems to just populate my page. And so I will say it, it's different, different than Instagram. <laughs> Instagram is, oof. But yeah, I guess in in a nutshell. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say like Instagram and on Twitter, yeah. which the glorification of alcohol, like. And not just in Wisconsin, I talked about it a little bit growing up and we're proud. We're proud. Right. Alcoholic state. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is so weird when you say it like that. I think it hits harder when you say it like that. Right. Um, but like the glorification of alcohol that I've seen. It is way more than it has been. Like you used to have like, you know, the Budweiser frogs and stuff. And that was cute. Like whatever. Right. Right. Now you have these models on Instagram modeling with this tequila brand. You have these push streamers that are having amazing time getting drunk, like record, you know, recording shows absolutely hammered because their Twitch streamers want to see them, you know, drink more and stuff like that. You have, it's just, yeah, you've never seen that. Well, I haven't, I, I really haven't. No, um, that's a, that is a very odd concept. And just like how much we glorify. Totally selling your soul. Literally I mean, it is soul. for us, but if the people on the other side, it, you know, it, if they don't try to think if they don't like have issues, if they don't, you know, if they aren't dependent on that alcohol, it's just so, you know, once in a while you're allowed to get drunk. True. It's just, we I'm, aren't. Yeah, but I'm when you of, see that and stuff, like it could lead you down. I'm doing nothing wrong. I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm, I'm finding ways to be a part of the group or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I didn't mean for it to come off that way. I was, still, I was really still stuck on the whole Twitch thing. No, I, I, I know, I know, I know what you're saying, but yeah, I'm like, man, you're poisoning. We got to get in that. Yeah, we got to get in. We can't really reviews and, but yeah, you're right. I mean, we're not here to talk poorly about anyone. And again, um, that is not our not our goal. It was kind of like uh, it's just a shock. What is me. that called? Uh, the ego mechanism that you see yourself in another person. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what we were doing there. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Because I, um, I I used to do that sometimes too, but the uh, that just reminded me of what you tell people like the first time you meet them and you tell them, "Oh, I'm I'm sober," or yeah, you know, I don't drink. Oh, I don't I don't drink very much. I just drink <laughs> sometimes on the weekends. I don't know why that popped in my head, but it did. But I just so I love asking other people who are sober who don't drink. If they get that same reaction and to a person, it's the exact same thing every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you make them feel uncomfortable that you decided not to use the substance. And it's like, I I, look, you're, you're capable. Your brain is capable of handling it. Mm -hmm. Not mine. I had no stop button. Nope. No stop button. You know what was my stop button? (laughs) I could no longer speak so that the bartender would stop serving me because they couldn't understand what I wanted. And even then, sometimes I would still get something if I was too so adamant, but I couldn't speak. See, that was my problem. People would always tell me, 
my drunkest times, I was still like coherent in a sense. Speak, yeah. No scurrying, no nothing, no stumbling. I was never a stumbler. So that that is 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 a bad thing in a sense because there's no there's no visual signs of wow this person needs to stop drinking. But in my head, oh my god, you would have thought it was a freaking Twilight Zone film, some sort. <laughs> what was going on in my mind? But I'm glad I'm not. You know what I'm most glad about? I'm I'm I'm. That's that FOMO. You know what I mean? Remember when I we talked about that last year? That FOMO, that fear of missing out, was still like my urge. Was that urge? Not anymore. I'm just, I'm just you know, fat. <laughs> the first time that I called myself an alcoholic was on this show. I did not know that. I did not know that. It takes guts. It does take some guts. It's the same same thing though. Like that was probably like the very one of the very few times that you spoke that you still had some FOMO. And then that helped you gain control over that because, you know, you're, you're speaking about it. You're looking at it from a different perspective. You're putting words to it. Right. Yeah. Still not perfect, but yeah, we, we're, we're trying. Nobody we're, is. We're trying. So we got you taking off. We got the NFL draft coming I'm up. I'm leaving on got the, the jet plane. So I guess Don't we should share know when I'll be back again, leaving on a jet plane Thursday. Right, done. Thank God. Thursday. <laughs> so Thursday, I will be doing our Thursday night sports cast with the guest that you just previously mentioned. That being Carrie. Um, Carrie has been doing her homework. She has notified me. of. All the teams, what each team's looking for, what she thinks the team, each team needs, uh, even to the trades, all of the above. She has been doing her homework, so it's going to be a wonderful conversation on Thursday. You guys, that's Thursday. Uh, oh, wait. Wait a second. We're putting this episode out. On Sunday. Sunday. Ooh, so, so this would you- already be up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you guys That's are already okay. to be past it. Go watch uh, it if you haven't, because it's going to be a great episode. Absolutely. Check it out. Yeah, it was. Crushed it. You, it you guys crushed it. I couldn't believe the chemistry that you two had together. I'm a little jealous because I feel like Carrie's coming for my spot. Coming for your spot. But uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, check it out. Check it out if you have not seen it. Um, it's uh, it's a it's a darn good episode, and we get we get even sillier. Sometimes we get silly on this show, but we get silly on the sports show a lot. That's true. I throw on my shades. You have not worn yours yet. You didn't. You should wear those ones that you had when we went to the movies on Saturday. Why? Those look way better than the ones that you showed me before. <laughs> Which ones did I show you before? You showed me the the dad, just the the dad sunglasses. You know what I'm talking about. With the um, green and the purple or the pink? Whatever ones you wore on Saturday are appropriate. I think they look like aviators. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, those ones. Yeah. They're those tight. are of a waist. Those <laughs> 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 have a waist smoother and a more sleek look to them than the than the uh why are they kneeling during the national anthem sunglasses? <laughs> oh, are you talking about uh, my work sunglasses that are safety glasses? Is that oh. what you're talking about? I don't know. You had them in the okay. You have them as your uh, as your emote. Yeah, those are my work my safety glasses. Uh, that makes sense. Then. Okay, <laughs> makes sense. I, I get them for it. free, so I wear them everywhere. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, they have the they come around the eyes so that they protect the sides. All right. My, my nice little joke in there. <laughs> as soon as you said uh, getting mad at kneeling during the national anthem, I knew exactly what sunglasses you're talking about. Why is it that everybody knows? Because he knows that those are like <laughs> the most popular safety glasses. They're cheap. 
they actually look pretty decent. I don't care what anybody says. They look decent. And uh, it just seems like a lot of businesses buy those, that brand. So that, like, makes, that makes sense. Then They're like base. They're almost base. Like baseball glasses. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to, yeah. Kind of like Oakley's. I was going to say like the shooters glasses that you see, like, uh, uh, speaking of baseball. Yep. Baseball. You talking yeah. baseball? We've been our hitting is phenomenal. No, it's not. One of our players. Who's one? Is that Dylan Zero? Dylan Carlson's a four twenty nine. Oh, right sure. Dylan Carlson is your young guy that uh four twenty nine. He he his ceiling is very high. His ceiling is very high. Well, I saw that today, four twenty nine. I was like, He's been their top prospect for like three or four years. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. But again, the Cardinals aren't doing too well. <sighs> Who's at the top right now in our division? Is it mm. division? division? Yeah. Who is on top? Is it you guys? Is it the Brewers? Mm. Nah, it must be the Brewers. I could tell by you. Wow. I did not know that. Who's number one? It's only we're only about All others games. are number two or worse. 22 games in just about. We got, we got time. Oh, for yeah. sure. Like, that's the thing. It's April. Uh, I ain't going to really start talking mad junk until it's July. So we got months. <laughs> Plenty of time. Uh, okay. So did you see the new trailer for the new Ratchet and Clank? I did not actually know. I'm still trying to it, find a PS5. Dude, it looks better than a Pixar movie. What Pixar movie? Any. It looks better than any Pixar movie. Mm, These latest Pixar movies are pretty darn good. I'm telling you, watch this trailer. It looks better than a Pixar movie. It is unreal. On PS5? Is that what's coming out on? Why? Yeah, we need to get we need to get you one. So you need to start following Wario 64, IGN deals, and I think it's Shinobi. Warrior sixty four. I'm pretty sure I already made Warrior. Make sure you and- make sure you put like you hit the bell for all their notifications. So because they're they're on top of it. Um, there's another one too. I'll hit I'll hit uh, I'll hit yogurt up. Yo- yogurt knows them all. Okay, I'm gonna also follow PS five and stock alerts. Too. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's what I think. That's what yogurt was talking about. Okay. Danimal, yogurt. All right, followed. Miss my little yogurt. Um, <laughs> Returnal's coming out on Friday. Are you interested? I talked about it on the Thursday cast a little bit. Uh, I'm very Friday. interested to see the rule the the reviews. The reviews are solid. I'm getting that game because I love what yeah. Housemark does, who's the developer behind it. It had really liked the look of this game. So I told I need to get. I think once I get the PS5, I'll get back into the groove of crushing video games because obviously I'll have a new system. So, you know, it's not something new and shiny. Bring me Maybe back. Maybe you should it. figure out your computer game setup. Start playing that. Well, it, it's actually you can connect it's actually a PS4 hard. controller to your computer. You are correct. Wow. All right. All right. Is that- Right, I got Halo on there. Bottom is a heck of a foundation to build on. I got (laughs) Halo, the Master Chief Collection. I got. You could be playing all that with a controller. You just weren't playing it because you didn't want to mouse and keyboard it, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get get get, and and I. Yeah, and there's obviously more games that I can purchase on Steam. uh, A lot more, Mm -hmm. and games on there are cheap. And it seems it's too it's it's like more convenient. To you should, playing yeah. You should, you should download the Epic Game Store too because there's really good games over there as well, and they have a lot of free games. So, no, I don't know why I never thought about that. Jeez, because we don't computer game. That's why, right? We're console <laughs> gamers, so we don't think about things like that. Man, because I I just love how PC too. It's just so convenient. It's just click 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 click. Is it there? You're freaking flying. Um, that's 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 a done deal. 
That's a done but deal. You get, you get that PS5, and I tell you what, you know, you're gonna play some Ratchet and Clank. You're well, I'm gonna be God of War. Every single like PS4 game that you didn't play is available for you to play on the PS5. So for free, you. you don't you get it with the purchase of your PS5. You know how I am. I get that new shiny PS5. I'm on it constantly. It's solid. It's solid. Nice. Um. What else you got, man? That's that's. I'm re- I'm really excited for video games coming out. Um, yeah. I you know we always talk about getting new ha- uh not habits uh hobbies when you go right. sober and I've been talking more and more about cooking and I've been getting better about taking recipes that I've had before and making them at home stuff like that. But uh, mm-hmm. I had Blue Apron meals this week and nice. I cooked every night this week and it was. My God! What was the what was the best meal out of what you cooked? Um, the chicken that I had Sunday night, chipotle honey chipotle glazed chicken on a farro salad. Like so, it was like spinach farro, which is like a barley, almost like kind of like a rice, and then um, had cherry tomatoes. It was unreal that chipotle glazed chicken thighs. Oh my god! Or is honey chipotle? Honey, then, honey. Why do you say chi- it's chipotle? Okay, it sounds like you're saying chipotle. Well, I'm white. What? <laughs> and I'm from Wisconsin. <laughs> chipotle. Chipotle. So, no, it's chipotle. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh. So yeah, like you know, this isn't sponsored by Blue Apron. We've told everybody we'd love to make some money from these shows so that w- the podcast can pay for itself. Uh, yeah. Blue Apron, if you're listening, I you know I've been a loyal customer for like over three years. Just saying, hit me up. True, that is true. I I, I cannot if you. I was such a novice in the kitchen, right? I yeah. can barely chop an onion, like. For, and this is for real. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, I was not good at navigating a kitchen. I can make hamburger helper with the best of them. But <laughs> that helpers. was all I could really do. What? what? A hamburger helper sounds so good. It sounds good till you have it. <laughs> it sounds so good right now. Though. I know. So I started doing this, and now I'm actually really good at pairing flavors. Like, I'm, I'm really good at, I can chop vegetables pretty decently now like i cannot if you're a novice chef that want or cook home cook that just wants to get a a start and it'd be less intimidating blue apron hello fresh any of these meal plans they break it down in a way that makes it so unintimidating the very first meal i made from blue apron is still maybe my favorite and it was a shrimp pasta and it I st- I've had so many amazing things I never thought I could make. And it's because of Blue Apron and HelloFresh. And I can't, it's, I cannot recommend them enough. They're worth the money. Because not See, only is it you cooking at home, it's teaching you how to do it. I don't have the patience. I, I don't, I don't have, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Do you know how, how long the average, the average meal takes for me to make? How long from Blue Apron or HelloFresh? And then it does go into like what what you buy because you it makes it breaks it down a little easier for what you're going to be buying from the store too. But the average meal takes me about thirty minutes. Not bad. It's not hours. And not bad. Um, they're starting like uh, HelloFresh has quick meals, so like fifteen minute meals, you're good to go. That includes prep. So. It, you know, some some of the stuff like what takes the longest is oven roasting. So if you oven roast something, that takes the longest compared to everything else. Pan frying and all this stuff, sure, the cleanup stinks, but it, it's not that bad. You get over it. Yeah, I just don't, oh, man. But I, it, but again, I think the great conversation that we had last week with um, Amelie, last last episode with Amelie, it's uh. You know, she she made a great point about 
you know, just trying to figure out your reward system. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. You, my rewards system, obviously, what 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 was rewarding me in a sense was that alcohol. Uh, see, now that's not that's not here in the picture anymore. Got to figure something else out. So yours is cooking. You know, it, seems, it does. She, I think she is right on that. Uh, people who are fighting an addiction, it's like we have to do, do, do. And I think a lot of it has to be physical too. So yeah, you get that physical aspect with cooking. The gathering of ingredients or, or whatever that you need to get together, um, prepping it, putting it in the oven or cooking it or whatever, and then seeing your final result. That's a reward. That is a reward. I need, I need something like that to do, which can be cooking. And I think it'll help me out too with my weight. <laughs> so, and I mean, they are healthy too. Like it does help you to cook healthier because you're cooking more fresh stuff. Nice. So, maybe I have to, maybe you're going to have to show me the, show me what's up. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. I can help. If you got patience for me. But what else you got before we take off here? Oh, nothing, man. I think. Uh, no, nothing. This is a more of a chill, calm um, episode. An evergreen episode. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of recapping the great conversation we had with Amelie um, and just how we already this episode took some of the things that she taught us and kind of applied them to some of the things we chat about. We spoke about here and uh, we're just going to keep learning and building and growing. And I cannot thank Amelie enough for coming on. I've never wanted to promote an episode more than last I, week's episode. And we've had some great guests. Um, yeah. And that just, I don't, it, I said it at the time it was like being wrapped in a warm blanket and eating chicken soup because that's what it, that's what it made me feel like. Like from the goosebumps that I got from the thing she was saying to how good it made me feel inside. Um, can't thank Amelie enough for coming on. And then one thing that we haven't talked about that we can talk about now is next week, we are having uh, another guest, Becca from the unashamed alcoholic podcast. She's going to come on and chat with us about her journey to podcasting, uh, her unashamed alcoholic, Mm-hmm. Uh, what she's trying to do, which is something that we've talked about, is removing the stigma of alcoholism, removing the stigma of addiction, removing the stigma of recovery. Yeah, so, that's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be great. Um, she real quick, is fantastic. Hey, she is. Real quick, I just want to say, uh, just so anybody who is gonna watch this, no, I was not just like sitting there texting. I was actually responding back via message to somebody who shot me a message. Uh, the the one that I showed you, RJ. Yep. Um, Go. Uh, for some reason that's my ADD I've, I remember that I did not respond back to the person and I just uh, responded back via Twitter messenger but yes una, unashamed what is it una, unapologetic what unashamed is it? alcoholic unashamed alcohol I love that. and she's a parent I'm, I really want to talk to her about being a parent um, with alcohol you know mm, the gene okay gene. with an alcohol being an alcoholic and then um you know i think her kids her kids are older like i think one's nine and then i think maybe the younger one's seven and just she recently explained to them that she's an alcoholic and quit drinking um so i i'm really interested to see uh talk about being a parent too so i think next week is going to be a really good episode as well so join us Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Yep. Central Time. Uh, we will be on twitch.tv yep. slash untapped keg. Find us at untapped keg everywhere. Untapped keg at gmail.com is our email. Yep. Um, where can they find your Monts? Yeah, you guys can find me at Monte Ball 28 on Twitter, Instagram as well at Monte Ball on Instagram. Um, RJ just shared. Our untapped cake pages, please shoot us messages, topics, what have you. We will bring it on the show. We will, we will respond. And every time we respond, we don't let messages go unnoticed. Yep. And we will uh, bring you on the show, even if you want to be on, be brought on to the show. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. RJ, where can they find you? 
You can find me on Twitter at, at it's trickster, I-T-Z, uh, I is the one in trickster. And uh, find us on Thursdays, 9 p.m. Central Time for our yep. sports podcast. Uh, we get a little silly. We go into games and stuff, too. Um, yep. And then uh, we actually do a lot of movies on that podcast, too. And then find us on Sundays at 9 a.m. Central Time. Talk about oh. sobriety and recovery. In the movies. You wanted to talk I'm... about Mortal Kombat? <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll cover we'll it next save, week. We'll save that. We'll save that with the Demon Slayer. So, yeah. everybody, you have a fantastic week. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being adaptable and flexible. And uh, I'm just going to say it ahead of time. Thanks for the well wishes on my vacation. Uh, it's just going to be me and my partner, no kids. First time we're doing that since my oldest was born. So, it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Safe so, travels, man. Play God of War. Safe travels. We love you. Uh, let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today because at least if we don't make it we tried and everyone have a great week Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.